You're listening to the Husker Hockey Podcast by Unlimited Sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Husker Hockey Podcast, episode two. I am Matt McMaster, joined today by Chad Mays. Chad, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing great. Do you want to introduce yourself to the to the people listening at home? Like, what do you do and stuff like that? Yeah, so... Uh, I'm a junior sports media major, yeah. and I've uh, I've kind of picked up the role as like Nebraska hockey beat writer, I guess you could say. <laughs> I guess, yeah, that's a good way of putting Not it. Not quite, but something along those lines. I'm yeah. the uh, the self certified expert. Sure. Why not? Why we'll not? And that. you've written you've written a couple articles right already about the uh, the hockey team. Yeah, one. Yeah, you've written one article. Uh, yeah. Do you want to plug it? What's it called? Plug it for the people who are listening. So they, uh, get, they get to read it. I read it. It's a great read. Yeah, it's on the Nebraska News Service, Unlimited Sports. It's a preview of this coming year and what the team hopes to achieve. And, um, you know, they're back from a COVID pandemic. They're ready to play. And yeah. their yeah. eyes are on the national championship. Yeah, we we, we talked about it um, a lot with, uh, with Bennett. And, uh, I mean, in the interview coming up here with Evan, uh, we talked about that a lot, the, the whole COVID situation, how they're transitioning. But uh, you and I, we've been going to these hockey games, so we're going to give a recap of their of their last game uh, against, or their last series rather against UNO. So, Chad, what did what did you see? And then I'll I'll kind of bounce off of of your your topics and what you saw. And yeah. Stuff like that. Well, they went two and zero. Yep. Um, you know, Friday night was a rocking at Breslau. Well. Rocking it was a great, yeah, it was, it was a great it was atmosphere. atmosphere. Like there was a lot of people yeah, it was, there. It was pretty I mean, full. And, and you know, the fact too is that um because UNO and the proximity yep. of the location between Omaha and Lincoln, there was a lot of UNO people there too. So it was a ton of fun. Yeah, and there's a little friendly banner between the fans there at was. times. Yeah, but it wasn't I've seen it I've seen it a lot worse. Yeah. I've seen but th- it was a very, very friendly crowd. Um and a g- pretty good game on Friday. Like, yeah, you know, the Huskers started a little slow, yeah. a little sloppy to start. Some missed passes, guys are falling over. You could tell they hadn't played in a week, yeah. which yeah. you know that's the that case every thing. Friday night for them when that they play. Yeah, um, but you know they really picked it up. Uh, they got a you know two goals uh, kind of in the second half of that first period yeah. uh, to a power play and a shorthanded goal. Which the shorthanded goal you could really feel the momentum swing. It felt like they were really starting to put a grapple hold on that game. Well, that and like. Shorthanded goals are probably the worst goals to give up in hockey. I mean, you're right. It deflates all the momentum. It's when you have a penalty, rather, when you're on the power play, it's a attitude of like, okay, here's an opportunity. Let's go put this puck in the back of the net, right? Yeah. And then it's when they score on you, when they don't have, and the way they score too, uh, I don't know who, who scored the goal, but he just flew right by him. Yeah, it was, it was right by that whole entire team. There really wasn't any resistance, and that was actually the first of two Short-handed goals that game. So, it was, yeah. I mean, those just they deflate momentum so much. Yeah, so and much. you know, you know, they, you know, uh, Omaha had just given up a goal, and they wanted to kind of get back, and they thought that power play could be an opportunity to do so. And yeah. when you know, when the Huskers are on the penalty kill, can take advantage of that. It's it's tough to rebound from that as as the opposing team. Yeah, and it was a great point by you. I mean, that is that is when they took control of that game because they had complete control of that game until. Probably the last couple minutes of the third period when Omaha was creeping their way back. It was six to, I believe it was five to one, and then it was five to two, then five to three, then five to four. Yep. And then they put one late in the back of the net. I think, well, actually, they, it was an empty net goal. Yeah. It was, which, it was a Brennan Hill's hat trick. Yes. Third goal of the yeah. game. And, um, like half I, a second. I don't rest. even, yeah, I was about to say, I don't even know if it should have counted, but it went in the back of the net. The, the score was six four, but they were, they were in firm control. Now, Tell me what you saw. What are what are some things that you liked? What are some things that maybe 
you know, we should be concerned about when watching this team and, and all that stuff. I like I the, have my points. Too. Yeah, I mean, I like their forecheck. They're a much faster team than UNO. Yeah. Um, they were able to just kind of dump and run on, on a lot of the offensive uh, time. They dominated. Uh, they had the huge territorial advantage, yeah. I guess you could call that. And, you know, they really never let Omaha breathe. Yeah. And, you know, it felt like they kind of let the gas up a little bit in the third when they were up 5-1. to one. Um, You know, uh, they really, you know, they let Omaha creep back into the game and, and you know, wasn't the prettiest third period. No, it wasn't. Um, they they let their foot off the gas. It, yeah. There was they knew they were the faster team. They knew they were the most skilled team, and and they knew they were going to win that game. And those three ingredients are a recipe for giving up leads right there. Mm-hmm. Knowing you're better, expecting to win, um, and and just not. They were trying to have fun. They were trying to have fun out there and do different types of things and this and that. Some deking that really yeah. wasn't quite working. And then the, the goals that went at the back of the net, they were, they were garbage goals. I mean, one went off a defender. The other one kind of went off the boards and off of Bennett. It was just weird, just weird goals. One of them was a power play goal, too. And, and all of a sudden, there was one of those wins where it was like, okay, we dominated this team, and then they walk off the ice, and I talked about Evan with it. I would have been mad if I was on that ice and, and we won by two goals. Yeah, and you know, like, after the game, none of the guys looked super pumped. You know, no. they, they they were disappointed in their in their effort in the third period, I think, and and you know, they were physical to a fault, you could say. Uh, they they are. They, they are. started looking for hits, not yeah, the puck. That is that is probably and not even that's kind of even a third period thing. If I had to have one critique of this team, it, it'd be that they don't really their purpose of hitting has nothing to do with the puck. It has nothing to do with the puck. And you know what? Hitting hitting like that, hitting for a statement, it works from time to time. Like it like without a doubt about it, that that works. When you when you blow a guy up, you best believe that he's not gonna want to come back in the corner with you, or he's not gonna want to skate with his head down in the neutral zone, or that the next time you try to step up on him, he's gonna try to give the way give away the puck real quickly and, and cause a turnover. At the same time, when you do it over and over and over and over again, eventually you're putting yourself out of position. Hitting, hitting, and I, th- I think people who may not watch hockey regularly, hitting isn't really a, oh, it's a cool thing they want to do. It's a way to get the person off the puck. Yeah. And they get the guy off the puck. At the same time, they get themselves off the puck. They put themselves out of position and allowed Omaha numerous times to just, all right, well, you're going to, absolutely topple my guy and topple yourself. Well, I'm just going to pick up this puck, walk freely into your zone because now you're not covering me and we're going to start a rush here. We're going to start a possession. So that's my number one critique of this team. If they, they hit big and don't get me wrong, time and place, there is a time and then there is a place to do that stuff. And it sends messages and it changes the game at the same time. It puts yourself out of position. And, and when they, you know, not every time, but a lot of the times it puts yourself out of position. They do it over and over and over and over and over again. And it it's going it, to – I don't know if um, – I didn't really mark down completely if it cost them a goal or not, but it did – there were multiple times it, where, where UNO were, were on the attack because of unnecessary big hits like that. Yeah, you know, the hitting was working earlier in the game, and they, they overcommitted to it, and, and UNO was able to pick up on that. Um, and a couple of those goals in the third period – you know, they saw that big hit coming. They had their eyes up, and they were able to avoid it. And, the, and Nebraska put uh, Bennett Stanfield, their, uh, you know, their captain goaltender, in some really tough spots. Yeah. And I thought he played, you know, a great game. He, he, he saved 38 of 42 shots. And, and 
you know, some of those goals he gave up weren't his fault. And, and they left his goal, you know, they left their goalie out to dry. Yeah. But, you know, there were some, I think they almost treated that game like a loss. They were not proud of their effort in the third period. Yeah, absolutely. And thinking back on, on Bennett's goals that he gave up, I think one, the first goal definitely not, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to put Ben out there and being like he could have, you know, he should have saved it, but you know, definitely a, a save that we're accustomed where we can see Bennett making, or he's made before two of the goals were just garbage. Like, just unlucky. Just yeah. those things don't happen. It was just bouncing off people, bouncing off his pad in the net. Just stuff where you're like, it goes in the back of the net and you see these guys celebrating, at least from the vantage point of like a, f- a former hockey player. You see these guys celebrating. You're like, what are you doing? I mean, like you did nothing. You know, that's just that's just hockey. Yeah. When you got a sheet of ice like that and a puck that bounces around as much as that, ha- like, like a puck does, I mean, stuff like that's going to happen. And then there was just one, that power play. Well, they left them out to dry. Yeah. That was just... That was the result of bad penalties and, and putting aggressive, you know, play in the wrong places and letting him out to dry, just a, a wrist shot right over his pads into the back of the net. Um, he played a really good game. He always Bennett always has a has really good showings. It's just that there are nights where it's just he's gonna give up four goals because that's hockey. how it happens. Yeah. It's hockey. And when he and when you have how many, how many times were in the box on game one? Six times? Six times, yeah. yeah. When, you, when you're when you giving up six power plays, one's going to go in. All right, let's talk about game two real quickly. Yeah, and I thought, you know, we talked about how, you know, they, they didn't really play great uh, in the third period. They yeah. rebounded awesome on Saturday. They, they yeah. had five goals in the first period. It was yeah. 5 nothing after one. Uh, and our and my, our guest on this yeah. week's uh, episode um, had three of those in the first period, actually. Yeah. I talked a lot about that with him and how we felt. Um yeah, no, I mean, getting Hattie in the first. I've never done it. I've never gotten a hat trick in the first, but it def- I've seen people do it, and it uh, it really fires you it, up. It really does. And, like, when that when that first – there's maybe, like, the worst time to score a goal is in the first period, like, right away because you still have so much game left. But there's nothing like scoring a goal that early that will get you going. Yeah, and I, he, he played great. The whole team really played well in the first period. That w- it was a very clean first period. They didn't have any signs of rust. They came out ready to play. And, and it was a physical game Saturday. Yeah. Guys were hitting each other. There was, it seemed like there was some bad blood. You know, I'm not speculating because I don't you know, know all of the players, but there was some bad blood out there on Saturday, and it was a fun hockey game. And, and you know, they gave up two goals in the second, which they probably you know, would like to have back, uh, but they rebounded with another goal in the second. It was 6-2 after two, and... And after that, they, you know, they really put you – know, at that point, the game was out of reach for Omaha. It really felt like that. Um, yeah, I mean, when you, whenever you play a team back-to-back, things are going to get chippy, especially when leaving that game. I, I think the attitude from Omaha was, hey, we could have won that game. Like, if we really put our heads together here, we could have won this first game. And the attitude from Lincoln at the end of the – or Nebraska, rather, at the end of the first game was we should have beaten those guys by 10. We should have beaten them by 9, right? So there's expectations. There's attitudes going into that game. And then when the cookies crumble the way that they did, when, you know, you're up 5-0, one team is going to be incredibly exciting. The other team is going to be really, really mad. And, like, stuff like being chippy, that's just hockey. But, like, that – that stuff ignites. It ignites the chippiness. And you know what? If there's an environment that this Husker hockey team wants to play in, <laughs> it's a chippy environment yep. because they're hitting, like they're big hitting. That's just not them playing the game. That's how they act. They got attitudes on this team. They have a mean streak. They, you know, they're a team that you're gonna hurt. I'm just gonna be honest. Like no matter how what skill you play, and I know we were, 
I was kind of getting on them for their big hits. It doesn't matter how skilled you are. You're going to get hit against this Lincoln team, against this Husker team, and the, and you're going to get, like, not you're going to get hurt, but you're going to feel in the morning for sure. Yeah, and, you know, I think that physicality has led them to their biggest issues that could hurt them yeah. through this year, and that's that staying out of the sin bin. Okay, so tell me. Tell me, because I, I know it's a lot, because I've been told it was a lot. How many penalties on Saturday? See, you know, I thought it was a lot worse, actually. It was only six penalties. Only it felt, six. It felt like a only lot more. Um, no, excuse me. I think they actually have... Yeah, this this is wrong in here. It looks like they actually had... They had seven penalties, and okay. one of them was an unsportsmanlike conduct. No, those are the worst. Um, you know, four penalties in the last three minutes of the game. Okay, okay. Physicality really rampant. Okay, so yeah, yeah. It, just three penalties. Definitely... Overall, it sounds like they played a better game, and that's going to be their demise this year against team against teams that they're competitive with. They they were better than Iowa State. They were better than Kansas. They they were better and more skilled than this UNO well, team. And every single time that they've let these teams back into the games has been has been because of the penalties that they are committing. Yeah, I mean they played a game uh, against Kansas that they were up, you know, up like five, se- like seven to two, yeah. and they got a five minute elbowing penalty. And they gave up five goals on yeah. the on the or four goals on the penalty, and they lost the game. And yeah. and those are games. If you want to make a national championship run, you can't be losing those games. And like that too. That was a bad call, but it's like still besides the point. You don't make a running hit like that at a guy. And I think that's they need to they need to play more disciplined. And if they play more di- disciplined, they're going to close out these games. And it happened against Kansas, but you know Kansas isn't as high of a level of opponent as they're going to be playing over the next couple of weeks, they're going to get to those opponents and they're, they have the ability to beat them, but they're not going to beat them. If they're, they're committing seven, eight penalties a game. They got to close out the deal against these teams. Um, is there anything else you want to comment on? Or? No, I mean, I just think the biggest thing for them to make a, make a big run is you just got to play, continue playing sound fundamental hockey, like coach Taylor preaches for them. You know, I talked about that in my story. That's the key to their style of play is fundamental yep. hockey and playing disciplined hockey. And you stay to the sin bin, you're going to win a lot of games. Million percent. All righty, Chad. I really appreciate you coming on the pod. We're going to hear from you uh, more often. This yeah, is going to be a absolutely. regular thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for it. So uh, we're going to move to our interview portion of the episode right now. Alrighty, we are in the interview portion of episode two of the Husker Hockey Podcast, and I am joined by a very special guest, right winger, Right? Left wing. Well, left winger. <laughs> Evan Detina of the Nebraska uh, hockey team. Evan, how you doing, man? How I'm doing great, Matt. Thanks, thanks for having me on here. Of course. It's great to have you on. Um, there's a very special reason why you're on here. You had a very big weekend, Evan. And do you want to tell the – just tell the folks tell the folks what you did as like a little appetizer, as a little, little teaser, and then we'll get to it later in the pod. But what would you do over the weekend, boss? Yeah, I mean, we scored a couple goals here. Yeah, a couple. You want to you want to you want to tell folks how many? You did? Yeah, I had, I had uh, four on Saturday. Four on Saturday. Yeah, just the big goal scorer of the Nebraska Husker hockey team. So I had to bump him on here. Uh, the, also, just a great. It's a great interview. You're a great person to talk to. You're very sociable. Uh, the few times that we've had uh, conversations and stuff like that, so it was no brainer to have you on the podcast. Um, so just tell tell the folks about yourself. You're a left winger. From Illinois, just you know, how long you've been playing hockey, all that. Just give 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 people a rundown here. Yeah, um, my name's Evan again. I'm from Northern Illinois. Um, I actually started playing uh, floor hockey in when I was six years old, six and seven, in like intramurals and in elementary school, whatever. And then uh, after I did two more years of um, 
rollerblade hockey, which was really fun, next to my grandparents' house. And then uh, my buddy played ice hockey, and we tried to convince my parents for about a year to get me to play, me and my brother. So um, I started playing ice hockey when I was about eight years old, eight or nine, and I've been doing it ever since. So it's been awesome. That's a long road. That's like five years old. You, you realize you want to do it, and then you didn't step onto the ice to your to your late. Like, how was that yeah. stepping onto the ice for the first time? Were you natural, or was it like? Well, I, after playing after rollerblading around for so long, you know, ice hockey's not too much yeah. different. It's it was a little bit of a change, but nothing unusual. So it was actually yeah, it was pretty natural. So th- tell me about your like might years or squirt years. You know, where'd you play? Did you have any? Did you have any success or anything like that? Or like, I just I actually played out of a mall. Oh, wow. Kind of yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were called the Maulers. And I know. I, I did play against the Gurney Maulers. And we, you, and I, you and I grew up in similar similar regions for hockey. You played, I played Skokie. You played against yeah. Skokie. I don't think we ever beat you. How was that? I was playing in that mall. I hated playing in that mall. How was I, it? It was, it was very weird. I had mixed emotions about it, you know, because yeah. like the stands are, there's, they're too, pretty small. And then like you're looking to the left middle of the game and there's like lights flashing all over because yeah. the arcade next yeah. door. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting. Ar- How often did you go to that arcade? Almost never. <laughs> really? It was horrible. Well, I was like the team, that was like the team place to go afterwards, at least for when we visited Gurney. Oh, yeah. We would always go <laughs> to the mall afterwards and like just have it because it was huge, dude. It was yeah, massive. no, it, it was a big arcade. And also actually. like, the windows were, were like you saw the whole thing from the ice. And oh it was yeah, right behind the 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 benches, right? It was yeah, right behind the yeah, benches. So you saw it the entire time, the whole time. And it was like pitch black, and like it had the like <laughs> disco lights going on. Oh yeah, time. it was awful. And that ice too. It it was a was it a smaller rink? Did you know? No, like, it was a, it was normal size. It was it seemed so much smaller. It's because of the, yeah, just the space that it was in. Because it was it was the most it was clear windows everywhere. You would see people like walking. Like yeah. from shop to shop, like this was a legitimate oh, yeah. mall. Like there were people going from like place to place, and you saw them in the stands. Like you said, I I think that like that rank would have had to be what ten percent of like the actual mall. Like that mall was huge. Yeah, right? it was a big mall, but it was a pretty big area where where the rink was. Yeah. So I and mean, then didn't did you play there the entire time, or did you eventually? Uh, I played there for I want to say five years. Okay. And then I tried to play AAA with Team Illinois. Yeah, who who didn't try to do that? <laughs> I tried to do that too. I Did tried. You? I tried CYA. Okay. I went out. I went I, out to a CYA. Tryout. Gotcha. I went to I went to Team Illinois. Went to the spring training camps. Um, didn't end up making that team, so I went to the Highland Park Falcons. Oh, that's a great substitute. Yeah. So they're I, really good. Yeah, I went there when I was fourteen, and I okay. made that team. Uh, yeah. I played with them for three years. Okay. Um, that was a ton of fun. That was that was probably the best team so, I've ever been a part of. So, so I played, I played at that rink a lot for like summer camps. Were you were, were you at the Tony Gill, the the like Tony Gill Ryan? What's his name? Ryan Taylor. Like yeah, Ryan camps? Taylor camps. I'm pretty. Yeah, we probably were there at the same time. Yeah. Um, I like those camps. How was that rink? Did you? I mean, I think Centennial. A lot, yeah. How was Centennial? I didn't like it. It was it was yeah. a figure skating rink actually. It was. It yeah. is. So the ice is a little bit softer, and it, it made you seem a little slower. You had to push oh. a little harder. Is that an actual? Is the ice different in figure skating than it they is? They keep in it hockey? a little bit, a uh, little bit warmer, so that the oh. figure skaters can dig into the ice a little bit more when they're doing wow. their spins and stuff. Oh, that's so. That's why I got torn up all the time. <laughs> we would. <laughs> that's have probably to, not why. But we yeah. would. I mean, we would have to like Zamboni it sometimes, like in between sessions. Like we would have yeah. two hour sessions, and we oh, would yeah. have to like come out and Zamboni it because it was so bad. Yeah, they and they got like a couple times. famous, like figure skaters, like out of there. Oh yeah, I mean like, that that area is just full of really, just really good 
figure skaters, wow. hockey players, even too. So how was so how like would you make a national tournament or something like that with with the Falcons or like, yeah? Would you do okay? Um, U fourteen year we went to nationals in wow uh, Florida. Okay, and we won that. It was like I think we ended up playing seven or eight games. And you won um, that whole tournament? There. Yeah. Oh wow, dude. Yeah. That's like high up. That was now what division is it? it's like double A what? Double A gold or uh Central States, double A Central okay. States. Yeah. So that's double A gold. There's there's three divisions. When we got down there it was one A, two A, and three A. And I'm okay. pretty sure it's just based on how big your organization was. So okay. we are three A. Okay. Um yeah, because yeah. some of those Florida teams, dude, like have like six teams, five teams, four teams. Yeah, there were like, like six Florida teams huge, at that tournament, I which mean, was like, kind of weird. The LA, the LA teams. I remember I was I played with um I played in a camp with guys in Minnesota who were from LA, and they were like, "Yeah, we're on like the fourth team <laughs> in our in like Pee Wee," and I'm like, yeah, "What? No. How many teams are there?" And they're like, "Like nine. I'm like, "Okay, so like four is like really good." Then and they're like, "Yeah, we're good, but like one is like future NHLers. Like it's ridiculous." But yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um. That's sick. That's sick. So now, at what point? So you played at Falcons for three years. At what point were you like, okay, I want to play college hockey? And number two, when did you realize, okay, that college hockey is going to be Nebraska? Well, I actually uh, I stopped playing Falcons when I was sixteen, and I okay. played my senior year of high school at um, yeah at high school. So, so yeah. um, at that point, I was kind of like, you know, I I don't really want to try for D three or anything, even if I could make it. You know, kind of yeah. just wasn't on the horizon. So. Um, I figured wherever I go, I want to play hockey. You didn't want to do the whole junior situation. Did no, you? no, neither I did, did I. I mean, not that I would have been successful at it. Yeah. Like, I don't think I would have been either, but yeah, uh, no, I definitely didn't want to take that path. So, um, I really liked Nebraska when I visited and uh-huh. I really only visited cause I knew they had a club team Yeah, and I just fell in love with the school and I was like, I talked to Larry, the coach and, I, uh, he was really nice to me. Um, definitely like offered me a spot on the team. I mean, you don't really have to try out, yeah. but either way he was like, yeah, we'd love to have you. Um, and I was like, cool, I'm sold. That was yeah. it. Well, it's really funny, like how successful like Nebraska hockey has been considering number one, like Nebraska high school hockey to begin with isn't overly competitive. Yeah. And number two, I mean, you guys only, it's kind of like you have you guys have like 50 dudes on your roster vying for like 20 spots. It's, yeah. You have what? 28 20, guys. I think, 28 guys. Including goalies. So, and you're only yeah. playing 20. So there's really not that much room for error yet. You know, you guys are competing every year against these, you know, higher end uh, D three teams. So yeah. Last year was tough. Obviously no games, a lot of practices, a lot of captains practices who were, you were talking about where it's, it's basically stick and puck. Those captains. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. We only like seven, eight guys would come out. And- yeah. So what's the difference between this year and last year for you? Um, I think everyone's just a little bit more focused and driven. So we all show up to practice and, you know, we, we want to get better. We want to work harder. We want to win these games. Um, so people just have a little bit more drive um, and focus in terms of that. Um, I would say that's the main thing, to be honest, because last year, you know, we didn't really have too much to play for. It was yeah. kind of just like, all right, we're just going to prepare for next year, but we're not going to go crazy about it. Yeah. Um, and especially so, you had guys on there who knew they weren't going to play another college hockey game. Yeah, know? ever. I mean, they were, we had four or five seniors, I think. So they, at that, and they were all of our captains. So, yeah. uh, you know, it was, it was hard for them to stay motivated and get us motivated about that. Yeah. Cause it's not, it's not like D1 hockey where they get an extra year of eligibility or something like that. Like they're, they're just gone. Cause technically, I mean, Husker hockey, even though how competitive it is and how ser- it's taken very seriously by you and by the people who oh, follow yeah. it. It's, you know, it's still technically a recreational 
thing. Yeah. Which is like when I tell you that, you probably look at me and be like, "This isn't. This is recreational. This is like competitive." But no, it um, is. Yeah, it definitely is recreational. Which is, I think, probably the best thing about like this program is like how seriously you take it and how seriously everyone else takes it. I'm gonna ask everyone who I interview the same question just to see where the answers vary and stuff like that. I asked Bennett the same question. What's the best thing about your team this year? Um, I honestly think it's the way that we all get along. Yeah. It almost feels like it's like its own little frat. Yeah. Um, which is pretty awesome because um, you know, sometimes I've been on there's it's pretty clicky and stuff and it can get like that. But uh with our team, like we all have we got team parties, everyone hangs out. We're going to my coach's house tonight, everyone's over there for uh Taco Thursday. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's like little stuff like that and like everybody's super close, so it's it's just you can talk to anybody and have a good time. And I think that's the best part about it for me. That's great. Okay, so let's talk about your games against UNO. Let's let's first talk about game one, where you guys beat UNO. That was a it was six to four, I believe. Yeah, Brendan scored at the last second. So yeah. for his for his now, answer. I was at that game. It was you guys were very much firmly firmly in the driver's seat for almost all of that game, and they started to creep back a little bit. There were some uh, garbage goals that were scored by UNO, like not. Bennett's fault who was in net at the time like at all they were just I mean how would you like the third and fourth goal they kind of just bounced in like off of other defenders and stuff like that like what's your thoughts on that um I think as a locker room we were all kind of just disappointed in in the win even though we did um come out but uh it's mainly because we just we were taking stupid penalties uh we were up five to one I think by the first period or something like that something crazy and we kind of just got complacent um started taking dumb penalties that we didn't need to take um, stuff like hooking, like after the whistle stuff, um, yeah. that really just brought the like team morale down because you know you can't score when you're killing penalties the whole game. Yeah, so that, that's that's what I why well, I asked that question because there definitely are some wins where you walk in the locker room and you're and you're more mad than when you lose. Yeah, because you're like, okay, yeah, we won six to four. That game should have been eight to one or eight to two. Yeah, like, there's no reason why. Like you guys, it was stressful. It was it was a stressful it, last couple minutes. It really and was. Like, and you like walk off that ice and you're like that didn't have to I didn't have to be like stressed about that. Like that didn't have to be a stress stressful situation. Yeah. Um and then your big game. You guys won 9 to 4. How how many what's the most amount of goals you ever scored in one game? 4. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Was have you done it before or No. No, I think okay. the, the most I've had I think it's I want to say 3. Um, wow. so yeah, I got to break my own record there. <laughs> How was that? Like, was it, what, what was your mind? So you scored the first goal. I remember when you score your, you score your first goal of the game. You're like, all right, cool. Like, that's great. Like I have something, yeah. win or lose. I got something to walk away with here. Yeah. You know? And then you score your second goal and you're like, oh, okay, it's like a good day. And then you're thinking about that third goal the whole time, the yeah. whole time, the whole time. And you're like, I want that thing. I want that <laughs> thing so bad. Cause it's like, just say you have a hat trick. It's yeah. Like, cool. it's, a, it's a good feeling. You know, you know, you're not going to get a gold star or anything like that. And no one's no. throwing their hats on the ice, but it's like, <laughs> it's cool to have. Yeah. So when you score that third goal, what are you, what are you thinking? You're like, all right, I did it. You know, are you even thinking about a fourth goal or you're, Oh yeah. I mean, we were, we were having a day, especially my line with uh, okay. Nathan Weber and Brendan Hill. We were just, I had the hat trick by the first period with five. Oh six, my god! Yeah, six minutes left to go in the first. I had it. So, okay. Um, and I think at that point, Brendan or Webb's had one too. So, we were, you know, we were just absolutely cooking. I thought I was going to come out of there with five, six, yeah, seven yeah. goals even. And then you put uh, the fourth one in. Yeah. And you were just like, all right, let's get a fifth. Yeah, I was. That's just, crazy. I was just gunning for more. Okay. Um, I guess when they all when when the Hattie comes in the first, 
Yeah. Uh, I've never I've never experienced a Hattie, a Hattie in the first. Yeah. You got a game against Creighton coming up this weekend uh, at Creighton. How are you, are you excited? Yeah. How are yeah. you feeling? Saturday night, uh, seven fifteen. We got a game. Uh, so we got a little. Usually it's Friday, Saturday, but today okay. or this weekend it's uh, Saturday, Sunday. Gotcha. So I, I asked uh, Bennett the same question. I want to know what what you think. I mean, you didn't. You haven't played some of these teams in two years, right? Yeah. And there and there isn't any film that you can watch from last year because these guys are you know they're club hockey teams like you are no one's really not a lot of people are broadcasting your games or recording your games or putting it out publicly um for you to watch so how like how do you enter a game like this where you really don't know like what do you expect uh you know i'm i'm a sophomore so this is my first year of games here but uh the coaches are pretty experienced and they're kind of just going off well, what they've seen in the past. Okay. Um, that's really like the game plan. You know, they know the coaches, so they're like, here's what they're going to teach them to do. Yeah. Um, this is kind of going to be our game plan against that. Gotcha. So, I mean, yeah, we don't have film, but that's that's where we're headed uh, right now. That's what we've been doing with every team I, so far. So Yeah, I couldn't imagine not, at least for me, like our high school team, we're a big film team. Like we had yeah. like film studies. And, did you, you, you did film study and like. We did it a couple times in, when I was at Falcons. But yeah, no, no it's not really a travel thing. Like, in travel, like, you're just better than everyone else if you're <laughs> going to win. So it's just like, we're going to go out and play our game. Yeah. I mean, um, we, we did watch film a couple times, but not not as much as uh, I feel like some kids would have liked. Yeah. So. so Creighton's a team that you guys have had success against in the past. Um, yeah. What do you, like, what are, what are things that you think your line needs could do in order to continue that? Well, after that game on Saturday, I, I really think we just need to keep doing what we were doing there. Yeah. Um, we were moving the puck great. We were finding, finding the openings where they were. Um, and we were absolutely flying, putting the pressure on them in the zone. Um, yeah. I, we had a ton of time on attack. That's that's what I remember. Um, big thing. We were back checking hard. So uh, we just got to keep doing that exact thing, and I think we'll come out with a really good outcome. Gotcha. All righty, Evan. Anything you want to say before I, I let you go here? It was a great, great interview. I appreciate you coming. Yeah, no, I mean, just thanks for having me. Of course. That's all I got to say. Of course, that was Evan Detina for our, our interview here on Episode 2 of the Husker Hockey Podcast. And uh, – We'll see you around. I'm sure we'll have I'll have you back at some point. It was a yeah, that'd time. be awesome. Awesome, thanks, yeah. man. All right, I'll see you. This has been Matt McMaster, and I want to thank you for listening to the Husker Hockey Podcast.